Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast and Radio Show. Coming to you on this Sunday, post our advanced Met counter workout, as always. And uh, this one did a number on me today. So if you guys find me intermittently coughing throughout the podcast, I apologize. I'll do the best I can, but I have an extremely busy week, and I wanted to get this out to you today because I probably won't get a chance until Friday when we have Trish Denson coming on the podcast, and she has a great story breast cancer survivor. She's one of our athletes. I think you guys are going to dig it. And it's going to set the tone, you know, in terms of gratitude and perspective for you guys, hopefully for the rest of the year. But uh, this episode matters, especially this time of year, as you guys really dig into, you know, the resolutions, or if you're on that kind of new year, new you kick, Uh, if you're in a new coaching program, maybe you have a new trainer, or you're in some kind of transformation or external motivator that's trying to help you you know, look better, move better, feel better, but really change your habits, rituals, and routines. And so today's episode, we're going to talk about 10 signs of progress that you might not be recognizing since people tend to judge their successes and failures by really simple narrows and lanes. And uh, in our 47-day transformation program, which is going on right now, we judge it by so much more than just like the weight on the scale, if you will. And a lot of you guys are missing the major changes and the major ways you can track progress in your life, for that matter. Um, In finances, in relationship, in education, we sometimes, we're so blinded, right? It's like how we talk to people. When you meet them, we always ask, oh, oh, you know, what do you do? We never ask how happy you are. We never ask how fulfilled you are. We never ask what your passions are, what your mission is. We ask, what do you do, like for your job? And and someone asks, oh, what does so-and-so do? Oh, he's a doctor. He's a lawyer. You know, he's an accountant. He's a fill in the blank. And then based on what we hear, we judge that, right? Like, oh, so-and-so's, he's super successful. He's a doctor. What the fuck does that even mean, right? Like, no offense to all my doctors out there and physicians. Some of you guys are super smart. But I've met a lot of physicians who, other than the the narrow lane they're in, they're dumb as shit. So we are equating success to a simple term or to making money or to what we think it is. We do the same thing with fitness and fat loss and building muscle and the progressions we have there. So I'm going to walk through, again, the 10 signs of progress you might not be recognizing, which I stumbled onto a while back. And how fitting is it that, you know, whether you believe in God, the universe, source energy, unicorn tears, I found this post by uh, Amber Raposta, and I'm going to share her Instagram on here too. I'm going to butcher her whole name because I read like a fourth grader, but I don't see many things on social. I don't consume it like most people. We're so busy just doing our stuff. I really have blinders on. But my wife uh, follows her and uh, had shared it with me. Uh, She does share some real shit. And uh, that's why it probably sticks out to me more than not. Because in my hood where you grew up, we would say, you know, she's one of the real ones. And shares information and stuff that goes beyond just sets and reps, if you will. And uh, that's why I do appreciate it. Now, again... She's a beautiful woman. She's super fit. So obviously, you know, it's easier for us that are already in shape. We don't have to do a lot of stuff. But again, we're all normal humans and we all live inside our own head. And what the world sees and what we think of ourselves is often, you know, not the same thing. But she shared an image on Instagram and her full IG handle is Amber, A-M-B-E-R-D-O-D-Z-W-E-I-T. If you want to look at this image. Now it's the same photo uh, side by side. Uh, probably taking 10 seconds apart. One of us is her just relaxed, standing a certain way, and the other one's her, you know, flexing like we always do uh, at a different angle with probably a little bit different lighting. And 
That's a huge difference uh, in our world. If you're fit, especially the fitter you are, uh, the more you flex or unflex or move and the angles you stand at does make a huge difference. Dave Dries and I used to always joke, um, the difference between us getting on a magazine cover or not the magazine covers was just angles and lighting, you know? Just the shadows and the light make us look like rock stars or make us look like a bag of shit. And uh, she shared this image and she wrote, Some people spend so much time feeling inferior when the truth is they just don't know there are tricks. She is both pictures, right? She's the same woman in both photos. And neither of the photos, whether it's relaxed or the one that looks like, you know, she's shredded like Rambo, has anything to do with how she runs a business, how she loves people, or how she fulfills her God-given purpose on this earth. And she goes on to write, and I quote, Just think for a second, how many times you have let a one-dimensional, tiny, two-inch picture make you feel like you're less. I'm going to repeat that again so all of you guys catch it. And I quote, Just think for a second how many times you've let a one-dimensional, tiny, two-inch picture make you feel like you're less. And she goes on to write, I'm here to say, girl, you're perfect. You want to get stronger? Awesome. You want to train hard and set a PR? You should. You want more powerful legs? Do it. But it's also fine to be present where you are, knowing that the internet has some people that just need a little validation by showing you their best angles. And again, I'm not going to rehash the, you know, don't compare yourself to the Joneses or to people's highlight reel on the internet, even though people do every single day because you guys know this shit. Most of the time you're at home eating Cheetos or you just had a couple too many drinks at happy hour and you're sitting on your couch scrolling, maybe because you're bloated or whatever's going on. And then you see somebody who's completely shredded to the bone on the internet and you compare yourself to that. We know it's unhealthy. And I love the phrasing of, just think for a second, how many times have you let a one-dimensional, tiny, two-inch picture make you feel like you're less, whether it be of yourself or somebody else? I've sat around some of the most beautiful women in the world and literally watched them zoom in on their phones. Like, you know what I'm talking about, right? Like inching the iPhone. If you're watching me on YouTube right now, you can see me doing it. They're inching the iPhone screen to zoom in and look at their butt, their legs, their thighs, their face, whatever and being overly critical of themselves and that's making them feel like they're less because they're only judging their importance, their happiness, their success or their progress by this one tiny image taken one way in certain lights at certain angles. That's why I tell you guys you can't do that shit and thank you Amber for posting that. I love it. It's amazing. Keep doing what you're doing. Uh, you're putting so much good shit out into the world. I truly do appreciate it and uh, hopefully you get a bunch of our people to come hop on board and see what you're doing as well. And I say that all the time because it doesn't make any sense that we do this, right? Like we literally are just giving away our power to these meaningless little things. And when you're in like a professional photo shoot, just for the record, you guys know out of like the 900 photos, we maybe end up with like four or five pictures, right? Like I can't tell you how many photo shoots I've been to. And literally it's like we have 780 images and we like these four. But yet you think... The rest of the world is taking perfect photos every single day, every single second. They're not. And neither will you. And there's going to be things that you're overly critical on about yourself. And it's all, you know, I guess human nature to, to be our own worst critic. But you guys have to stop doing that. You can't let a tiny image ruin your day and make you feel like you're less. And again, 
even if you don't look perfect, you're 46 years old, you got a couple wrinkles, that's called life. Aging is not something to be sad about. It's a privilege that very few people get as we move on through life. And I can promise you all the people who never made it to 46 and had the wrinkles, they love to be you today. Perspective and gratitude are real, you guys. It's, it's always been the game. It always will be. But just a little reminder to not let certain things drag you down because a picture of you or how you look does not find the person you are every second of the day. And it can't see all the other amazing things you have going on in your life. So I wanted to kick that off before I dig into today's episode on the 10 signs of progress that you might not be recognizing in your physical body. Number one, maintaining a new low weight. Now again, most of you guys know I'm not a huge fan of the scale, but if you're 400 pounds, losing weight does matter. And that is one way that you'd recognize you making progress. If you're 368 pounds, I don't want to make it about weight, but honestly, you got some weight to drop. And if you go from 368 to 362, that is a great way for you guys to measure progress. And not just doing it for a week, but losing the weight and keeping it off. Anybody can lose five pounds in a minute. You can go take a monster shit, you'll drop five pounds. You can go sweat for an hour, you can drop five pounds. I go, but keeping that weight off and maintaining that new low weight as you move forward into your life is a way to measure progress. Number two. Losing inches at the same weight is also key. Now, this is the one where a lot of people get crazy on stuff here. We get people who come in, novice level people, or people who haven't been active in maybe two years, a year, six months, or three years for that matter. And they'll come in and say, I really want to lose, fill in arbitrary number that really doesn't mean anything and doesn't matter, but yet their mind is glued to it because somebody told them that or they have some ideal weight that they once weighed when they were 22 years old, when life was completely different, when none of the same factors existed, but yet they're married to losing 15 pounds because when they were quote unquote this weight at 24 years old, life was fucking great. Well, sure. Everything's great at 24 when you have no responsibilities and nothing hurts and everything's been perfect and life hasn't kicked you in the nuts yet, but that's a different story altogether. So they want to lose the 15 pounds, but they haven't lost it yet. However, they're losing inches at the same weight they walked in the door as. So they weigh 160, they want to weigh 145, yet now they're 160 and they're two dress sizes smaller. Or they're 160 and they lost a couple inches on their waist or their butt or their thighs or insert wherever they want to lose the inches from. And they're sad because the scale hasn't moved as quickly as they wanted to or as far as they wanted to, but They've lost those inches. Their body composition is starting to change and shift. That is one of the biggest ones that people aren't recognizing. Oh, well, I weigh the same, but my clothes are fitting better. That is progress. That is success. That is you transforming. You should be more than happy about that. We all have a body fat set point, right? Like our body wants to live in a certain range. And for me, that might be, you know, 217 pounds. And if I want to be 231, that's going to be hard for me to maintain. If my body wants to be at 217, but I think it should be at 200, that's going to be a hard shift for me to make. But if I look, move and feel my best at 217, why am I going to fight it? Does that make sense what I'm saying here? So we get married to the scale number, which if you're, you know, morbidly obese, or you got a ton of weight to lose, yeah, that's going to matter. But to me, more importantly, it's going to be the inches and how your clothes are fitting. Number three, getting stronger in the gym. That's the big thing. Getting stronger in the gym. And it doesn't just mean, you know, the weights you're lifting. 
That can be everything. Strength comes in a lot of shapes and forms. And yeah, you might not have lost all the weight yet. Yeah, the inches might not have all disappeared yet. But if you're getting stronger in the gym, just know those next two things are going to come. And that could be you doing one more push-up. That could be you doing 10 more pounds of something. Or doing something 20 seconds faster. Or being able to do something two minutes longer. Strength comes in a lot of shapes and sizes, you guys. And we'll talk about this later in the podcast too, but strength of just showing up and just putting in the work. The mental strength to push through a set when you normally would have quit. To show up on the days when you normally would have stayed in bed. That shit matters. That is progress that very few people tend to recognize early in their transformation and fitness journeys. Number four, which is connected to the inches, how your clothes fit. That does matter. I know I talked on it before, but if your clothes are fitting better, you put them on and they feel good and you feel confident in your own skin with what you can wear, that's a huge one. Feeling good when you walk outside your house, when you go to work, when you go out to dinner, when you go hang out or go dancing or whatever your social thing is, feeling confident in your own skin with your clothes is one of the biggest game changers possible. Being able to shop and buy things and feeling sexy as fuck when you put them on, it's a great feeling, dude. I always tell my wife, because she loves to dress me, and again, I'm, a, I'm from the Midwest. I'm an old school dude, jeans, hoodie, jeans, white tee, black tee, maybe gray tee if I'm going crazy. That's what I wear. That's what I do. I like stuff that fits. I like to feel comfortable in it. That's the game. But when you can actually not have to hide your... And now, again, for me, I'm built like a, a weirdo, so none of this shit really fits me. I have to only buy fitness clothes. But for you guys, when you can go shopping and things start to fit better, you don't have to hide your body or do certain things because you have this new confidence or it just it's just more form-fitting than it once was, that's a great fucking feeling, man. We don't talk about that enough, I don't think. Like, oh, I bought this shirt and it makes me feel great. That is everything. How we feel, whether that be confidence or, or feeling you know tight on the body, that is progress and one we often overlook. Number five. It's the subtle changes in the mirror. The little things that you probably aren't noticing and aren't seeing. Now, the two stories I probably think of the most are one. We had a lady here for a long time, Tammy Ketcherside. I mean, she ended up getting ripped, you know, like Rambo. Like, she was just, you know, like freakishly ripped. Like, put in a lot of work, mother of two kids, you know, has a real job, real person, real responsibilities, and would come in here and just crush it, right? And I remember we took her to uh, a photo shoot with Jay Swar here, who's done a lot of the magazine covers that I've been on. And I remember we were doing this photo shoot, and we're shooting her back. And so how his setup is, he has a camera, he takes a picture, and it shows up on, like, the eye, his huge, like, uh, Mac screen. So it's on there. It's like one of those, like, 50-inch, like, you know, Mac uh, computer screens and instantly the photos show up there and I'm looking at it and I'm like I can see it during the photo shoot too as I'm watching it and I'm looking on the screen I'm like holy shit I'm like her back is like you know pro level like it's, it's something to be admired and she looks at it and she sees it and she goes what the hell is that and I'm like that's you she's looking at a picture of herself of her backside, like from like back double biceps flex, right? So like rear delts are in there, lats, everything, like traps, rhomboids, the whole shoulder girdle just shredded like to the bone. And it's like 40 year old mom, right? And she's looking, she's like, what the hell is that? I'm like, that is you. She wasn't even noting 
noticing those little changes in the mirror. Now, those are monster changes, right, over time, but they happen so gradual. She didn't even see them because very few of us, unless you're like a, a weird fitness person like us, do you get to see your hamstrings or your glutes or your backside flex unless your husband or wife is on the same, you know, creepy weird level like we are and they'll take pictures of us. But you guys aren't noticing those things over time. And especially if you, if you're early in your fitness journey, you might not notice how small your waist got or the love handle started to go away or maybe the way that your hips or thighs or butt or triceps shaped a little bit differently. I remember there's an old lady here, uh, Kathy Wills, and Kathy's been with us for a long time. She started doing PT with us, and then obviously been in our group for years now. I love her to death, and I've never shared her after photos, but I remember showing her just the backside of her, like from like how her waist and hips and butt all comes together from photo one to a year later. It was like a different fucking person. And it's so impressive to see, but very few of you guys are noticing that. And so some of our extreme, uh, like fat loss, weight loss clients here, we have them take a picture every single day. I remember Stacy Dill took a photo every single day. She lost like 80, 90 pounds, give or take. And in a year, lost that 80 or 90 pounds and has a photo. We have the flip book on our YouTube page. If you guys go ahead and watch it, you can find it under our transformations. She has a photo of every single day. And it doesn't look like much until about probably 40 days in. And then 60 days, 80s. And then by the end of the year, it's like it's a different human showed up. But they're those small little changes. So you have to be mindful of that. That's why I'm a huge fan of taking a photo every single day. Because, yeah, you might not notice it from day one till day 22. But all of a sudden from day one till day 45, you're like, holy shit. Now I can really see this working. And that's why people get discouraged because they're not seeing maybe just the scale move. And it might not move. Again, it's not going to move as fast as you want. Everybody lives in this microwave culture we get fucking pissed off when the wi-fi on the airplane isn't the fastest thing in the world you're in a metal tube flying over the earth 600 miles an hour if the internet's fucking slow give it some time right we we do that with fat loss we do that with weight loss we do that with almost everything in life so note if some of the things aren't moving as fast as you want there are small changes happening in the mirror you just have to look for them and if you have documentation in the chronological order of your transformation, whether it be daily or weekly, you'll start to see it over time. And those things are huge, but very few people really recognize them up front. Number six, you're more consistent with your eating. Now, this is probably one of the biggest ones that people don't recognize. You're more consistent with your eating. It doesn't mean the results are going to happen overnight. It doesn't mean you're going to be ripped and shredded and look like Beyonce in two weeks. But if you used to go to happy hour every Friday and Saturday and then have a full Sunday fun day, and now you only have a couple of drinks on Friday and Saturday and Sunday are a fitness health recovery days, that's being consistent. If you never ate green vegetables and now you're eating green vegetables two days a week, that is progress. If you're the guy who ate McDonald's, Taco Bell, Burger King, Subway, every week, every single day was fast food, and now you only go to those places three times a week, that's success. Shit, if you're the guy who ate pizza every single day, and now you only eat pizza six days a week, that is progress. That's you being at least a little bit more consistent with what you're doing. Now, could you do better? For sure. But to me, the small steps are the ones that matter most. Again, we get so wrapped up in doing all this ridiculous, crazy shit, and we think it's the home run and it's the lottery ticket, but it's the small consistencies. If you're a person who never, like ever, ate real food, and now 
you're consistently eating at least one meal of real food every single. When I say real food, I just mean fish, chicken, veggies, fruits, not just the bagged in the box shit and always going through the drive-through. If you're being more consistent with your nutrition, that is a huge way of measuring progress, and it's one of the biggest things that's going to lead to you guys being overall successful for the rest of your life in this transformation. On the same note, number seven is tied in: being more consistent with your workouts. It's key. If you're the person who used to punt working out because you had a long day at work, because it was cold outside, because it was raining, and don't laugh, because if I lived in the Midwest and it was 16 degrees like it is today where I grew up, it's real hard to get motivated to put on your clothes and then get in your sweaty-ass gym clothes and get back in your freezing-ass car and drive somewhere. Now, some people punt it when it's cold, when it rains, when they're tired, when something goes wrong, when their kids got sick and they couldn't make it to the gym. Maybe now you're the person who squeezes in a 20-minute workout at home, in your basement, in your living room. You're the person who never did mobility, and now you do mobility three days a week, at least in the days you train. You're the person who maybe used to do it once in a while, now you do mobility every single day. Or you're the person who would show up to the gym maybe once a week, and now you're three to four times a week no matter what. They can't pry you away from it. It's consistency in that. And we worry so much about the end numbers and the end results. But I promise you guys, if you do number six and seven, If you're consistently better with your nutrition this year than last year, if you're consistently showing up to workouts more this year than last year, all the other shit I listed, new low weight, more inches, stronger in the gym, clothes fitting better, those things are going to happen if you're more consistent with showing up to work out, if you're more consistent with eating real food, if you're more consistent with tracking macros and actually giving a shit and thinking about what you put into your mouth before just throwing it in there. Again, These are all things we know. It's nothing real complex or sexy, but it's the shit that works. And just know right now, if you guys haven't seen a stitch of change, you haven't lost an inch, you haven't dropped any weight, you're not any stronger, nothing else is really, you know, flashing red lights of progress and success to you, just know if you have been more consistent with your eating in 2020 than you were in 2019... If you've been more consistent with your workouts so far this year than last year, that is progress you need to recognize. Give yourself a pat on the back. And if you keep those two things going, all the other stuff is going to follow. It has no choice. And that's the game. Understanding that if you can consistently try, if you consistently show up, if you consistently plan and prep and consistently give effort to how you eat and how you train, You're going to reach all the goals you set out and then some. It's just inevitable. It's not if it will happen. It's when will it happen. Which brings me to number eight. If you're consistently showing up, your daily activities are going to get easier. The same awful shit. Excuse me. That's my Metcon cough. It's there. Man, it's just deep. I hate it. If you're consistently showing up to... The trainings. If you're consistently eating the way you're supposed to eat, your daily activity is going to get easier over and over and over. The things that are hard for you today are going to be easier tomorrow. If it takes you right now, let's say 10 minutes to get 100 cows in the assault bike, if you're consistent with it, also it might be six minutes or eight minutes or five minutes, whatever it may be. The things that you're doing now that are taxing and tough are going to get easier over time. You're going to have to level up the workouts. You're going to have to push the pace of it 
Maybe your row and ski time gets faster. Maybe you normally grab 10 pound dumbbells and now you're at 15s or 15s go to 20. The stuff that you used to do that used to crush you, all of a sudden isn't as hard. And then you choose how deep into your pain cave you go. And then you can sound like me on a podcast. You can barely talk because you have so much scar tissue loosened up in your lungs. It's starting to come out of your mouth. Uh, but in all seriousness, you guys, that's one of the biggest things. And it gradually happens. It's not like you show up one day and you can deadlift 300 pounds and the next week it's 500 pounds. But over time, the same sets, the same reps, the same schemes, they get easier. The rest times actually seem like they're rest times. And like a lot of people would joke here, man, that 30 seconds of rest feels like 13 seconds. And admittedly, that's true no matter who you are and, and no matter how long you've been training, depending on, on the pace and how hard you're going. But for real, at some point, it's just going to be easier for you to do the same stuff you're doing now. And that's when you know you're getting fit. And again, once that becomes easier and you start adding the weights or cutting the rest times or adding durations or adding frequency to the workouts, that's when things get really good. Which brings me to number nine. When you start to notice you have more energy than you had before, that's a major player. You have more endurance. You have more strength, but more energy, not just in the gym, but in life. When you can take the skills you've honed and crushed inside the gym, and when that fitness leaves the gym, that's when you really become fit. Well, you can come crush a workout and then still go play with your kids. Then you can still go shovel snow. Then you can go mow your own lawn or do whatever house chores normal people do because I suck at all of them and I don't do any of them. But that's when you become fit. Like when you have more energy to do things, when you can crush a workout and crush your job and still go crush it with your wife. That's when shit gets good, man. That's what life is. That's why we train. So we can go out and play with our kids. That's why we train. So we can go out and hike a mountain. That's why we train. So we can go out and have amazing sex with our husband or wife. That's what we do this for. I'm not just doing it to look good. I don't want my fitness to die in the gym. I want to take it out of here. And I want to have energy to do other things. Hang out with my friends. Like yesterday, I got up at the crack of dawn. I was here early as shit. After, I was here Friday night super late, filming videos. Didn't get to do my horrible leg workout until like 7 p.m. at night. Then went home with my wife, you know, have an amazing night of sex. That's what we do. Then I come back in here Saturday morning, early as shit, crush it with our people, film a ton of awesome content, work with clients, go home, pick up some stuff for us to make dinner, and then go watch the Vikings game with my homies. And then go back with my wife and have another amazing night. And I'm here on Sunday right now doing a ton of work for 47 Day People. I'm on a podcast, crush a workout. I have energy. I feel good. That's why I say it all the time. Like, I harp on this shit so much because it matters so much to me. If you could feel, and that's why I wish I could give how I, no, get me wrong. I, I push the limits. I get exhausted too and I get tired. I'm, I, I'll never shy away from that. I, I push the boundaries of even my, you know, battery life. But if I could give you what I feel, like if I could reach into my fucking gut in my heart and I could hand it to you and I could put it inside your body like that Indiana Jones shit where they like rip out the dude's heart. If I could give my like energy to you somehow, like through osmosis or whatever it may be, and you could feel what I feel for a week, you'd be like, wow, I get it now. I get how he can gut through a 17 hour day. I get how the dude can sleep six hours and go do this. Because he has this energy from how you eat, 
how you sleep, how you train, how you live your life. That comes from what we do here, you guys. That comes from being consistent with how you eat. That comes from being consistent with how you work out. That comes from being mindful, having gratitude, perspective, getting quality sleep. And I throw gratitude and perspective in there because if you're not wasting, your brain will suck energy out of you if you're worrying about all the wrong shit. If you're always worrying about the, the next house, if you're always worrying about the fancy car, if you're always worried about making more money, if you're always worried about all this consumer bullshit debt you swallowed in your life that you don't have to, if you're always wasting energy on dumb shit, you're never going to have it. But when you can let that shit go, mixed in with getting good sleep, mixed in with eating right, mixed in with training properly, with the, with the right amount of rest and recovery in between, You'll be the fittest, healthiest, happiest person ever. And, that, and again, that's why I drive these down over and over and over again because it matters. My greatest you know, wish would be you could all feel this, not just physically, but mentally, spiritually, and emotionally as well because it changes your life. It, it makes you feel like you could walk outside into the world and you could kick the shit out of anybody. Not like you, you really want to do it, but you walk out and you feel like you're fucking Chuck Liddell, man. Like you can just kick the world in the nuts and like life is amazing. And eating right and training right gives that to you. So if you guys notice you're starting to feel like you have more energy, not just in the gym, but in life, that is progress you need to recognize. And the last one, but not least, number 10, you have more confidence and you have more self-control. This is probably the most important of everything that we do here. If we are responsible for giving people an elevated level of confidence and self-control and discipline, if we help them unlock that, that's probably the biggest measure of progress anybody can have. Because when you have self-control and discipline and you have self-confidence, <clears throat> you're a dangerous person. You really are. And I've shared this story before many times with a kid we trained here. We actually trained both the kids. The one kid came in overweight, parents had no education on nutrition, training, didn't like any sports. I don't think the kid is a grown man now. I don't think he's, I'm old, so now he's grown and I'm even more grown. Uh, but I met this kid, he was like 13. Now he's off, probably graduated college. And when he came in, didn't like anything. And we, we got him fit, um, just doing normal fitness, gameplay, the basic stuff we do with kids here. And the mom would sit in the car for a good six months, didn't do anything. And her normal, you know, frumpy, old-ass mom clothes, about 40 pounds overweight, just no self-confidence, didn't view herself as a fitness person, a health person. She wasn't, you know, sexy and wasn't motivated anymore. She was just a, you know, she's just a mom. She was, I'm an old mom now. I'm 38 years old. I'm just an old mom. I'm finished. I'm fucking done. That was her mentality. And eventually, we got her into group training. And all of a sudden, you'd see after about six months, the clothes she would wear in the gym would change from like the baggy sweats to rocking some Athleta, rocking some some form-fitting Lulu gear and, and all, whatever the other fancy stuff is you women wear these days. Um, starting, starting to look like a fitness person, getting a little bit stronger, getting a little bit fitter, making friends with people who are here, having a little bit more swag when she walked in, a little more self-confidence. And then we would see her outside posting on Facebook and Instagram wearing what I would consider not 1966 mom clothes, wearing what a normal person should wear at 38 years old, just 
feeling good in her own skin, having jeans that fit, having tops that show off her arms and her back, just the level of how her life changed. And I'm not saying we did that. We just gave her the keys to unlock that door. She's a different person when she walked out of here. She walked in here, someone who had given up on being confident and sexy and just feeling like a fucking rock star to leaving here with more swag than probably almost anybody I've ever met. And that is progress, you guys. It doesn't come from, you don't have to lose 100 pounds to do that. That will sure as fuck help. But once you have confidence in your own skin and how you look and how you move and how you feel and you have a level of self-control and discipline because you've done it over and over and over again. And again, when you're on a fitness journey, it's not going to start off being perfect. You're going to take a lot of L's. I still take losses all the time. But when you pass the carrot cake, when you pass the wine, when you skip the beer, when you pass the Cheetos, when you don't go to every single happy hour, you're displaying a level of self-control that very few people can do. That's why so many people aren't fit. And when you stack up enough of those wins, that builds a self-confidence inside you that I don't need that shit. That doesn't control my life. I pick and choose when I want to have drinks. Nobody else. I'm not going to be peer pressured into it. I'm not going to be forced into it. I don't need it because I had a bad day. The wine is not my stress relief. You know, the cookies aren't going to make me feel any better. I don't need them. I can have them if I want to because you're a grown ass adult, but you're choosing to delay the gratification for a bigger goal. And that's a level of self-control and discipline that breeds a certain level of confidence in you knowing that you are in control of your life and you are the CEO of every decision you make, which leads to you making better food choices consistently, which leads to you making better eating choices consistently, which leads to you probably having more energy, which leads to you, I don't know, losing some weight, which leads to you dropping some inches, which also leads to you getting stronger and, I don't know, looking better in the mirror. And just really having a more badass life. See, all of these are connected, you guys. From dropping weight, to having more confidence, to having more energy, to losing the inches, to seeing changes in the mirror, to just having a better life. They're all connected. And they're all great ways to track progress. But just know, if you're married to one modality, if you're married to one measure of progress, you're probably going to find yourself struggle and suffer on this journey because it's really hard. And even if you're super overweight at first and the weight's coming off easy, it's going to slow down at some point. It just has to. There has to be other ways you're measuring success and progress in your life, especially on your health and fitness journey. That's why I say it all the time. And that's why you can't compare because comparison really is the thief of joy. This is your journey and it's yours alone. Nobody else's matters. Now, if you got friends and homies in your corner who are willing to fan your flame and light you up, I'm all for that. But if you're following people and watching shit that's making you feel bad about your journey or, or quote unquote, making you think like you have a lack of progress and it's not going fast enough or quick enough or you'll never be insert whoever you're following and you think they're perfect, you got to drop that shit. Just unfollow them, block them, or don't look at them. And I know most of you won't do that even though I say it, but I mean it. If you're watching things on the internet and you're looking at things and it's making you feel bad about where you're at in your station of life, regardless of its finances or education or career or especially your body, it's a cancer, dude. And once it gets in your brain, 
for long enough, it's really hard to get it out. It's almost like it's inoperable. It becomes ingrained in you. And if you're doing it, just eradicate it and let that shit go. On an unrelated note, which is also connected to it, if you're doing that in your life, you have to stop. We do this in society with people with jobs and with money. We say, if you make a certain amount of money, you're successful. If you make less than that, you're unsuccessful. If you make this, you're super successful. And we hold people on a pedestal who are billionaires and millionaires and multimillionaires. And, and albeit, those are achievements and they're accomplishments, but it's just one way to measure progress in life. It's one narrow lane to measure financial success in life. Just because somebody has a net worth of $180 million doesn't mean they have a successful life, in my opinion. Are they financially successful? For sure. That's a great accomplishment. It's a great achievement. But it's not the only way to measure a successful career. That's not the only way to measure life success. That's not the only way to measure a successful existence on this planet. Yet, so many of us are wrapping up our station and our place on the planet and our place in life and our rank based on how much money we make, how much money we have in the bank or how much fucking stuff we have or the car we drive or the house we live in or what body fat percentage we carry. Again, those are all, you know, achievements, if you will. Those are all things if you worked hard for them and you earned them and you did them the right way. What I mean by the right way is those things were a blessing and they weren't a curse to you. They did more good in your life than harm. They don't cause you stress. They bring you joy, meaning you drive a Porsche because you like it. You paid for that thing in cash and you really enjoy driving it. And it makes you feel good about yourself and you don't care if anybody sees you driving it. Then respect. That's an achievement. But it has nothing to do with the success of your life. It has nothing to do with your impact and your legacy here on this earth. We have to know that. And I tie those in because we do that with health and fitness. If the scale doesn't move, we think we're a failure. You're not. And on the same note, if the scale does move and you lost 46 pounds, it doesn't mean you're a success at everything in your life. It means you're successful at weight loss. So I always draw the parallels because we get so confused on this journey of life. And it's confusing. There is no handbook of how to do it and what's right and what's wrong. My North Star is just happiness. How happy am I every single day? How can I get happy, be happy, stay happy, and continue that for the rest of my life? How can I make sure my Monday doesn't suck? That's really how I operate. And you have to be, I guess, well-rounded in that regard to understand that, yeah, if one area of your finances isn't going right, there's probably nine other areas where it is. Like people worry sometimes like, oh, well, I'm not saving that much money in the bank, but that's one area of financial success. What if you're paying down your debt though? And that's why the money isn't going up. Does that make sense? Like we do this with all these things in life. We look at, well, if it's not this, then it's a complete failure. No, in every area of life, whether it be your education, whether it be your relationships, whether it be your finances, whether it be your fitness, whether it be your nutrition, there's probably 10 ways to measure progress that you're not recognizing, but you're so married to a singular way of seeing it, you're blind to the other nine. And that's my takeaway for today. Just know whatever journey you're on, whether it's being fit, being healthy, whether it's you know trying to get an advanced degree, whether it's climbing the corporate ladder, whether it's traveling the world or writing a book or doing whatever, just know the most successful people and things in life aren't always the ones that are the most recognized. 
And I don't know how else to say that. There's a lot of people who have mattered so much to me and what they've done, and yet they don't make the most money. They're not the fittest. They don't get the most shine or the most play, and they're not the most popular on Instagram, but they have the biggest impact. And if those people only measured their importance on this earth by dollars in the bank or the car they drove or the house that they were in or their following on the internet, they won't be doing what they're doing today and they wouldn't impact my life the way they've impacted it. So just know, whether you're on a fitness journey or every other journey and you are looking for progress in one area, that's cool. And if that one is not happening, step back from the journey and see, hey, maybe there's nine other ways. I've been crushing it but I've just been blinded by myself. Take that for what it is, you guys. 10 signs of progress you might not be recognizing in any area of life. I'm almost certain if you look deep enough, you are making progress in some shape or form. It just might not be what you're looking for at the moment. So anything else you guys want to hear in the podcast, shoot me a message, send me an email. I'm happy to record if I can speak on it with any intelligence whatsoever. I will. On that note, if you're on iTunes, if you're on your iPhone right now, stop. Don't be a lazy ass. Go to your podcast app when you're done listening to this. Scroll all the way down. Drop me a five star. Leave a comment. I truly would appreciate it. And the biggest thing you can do, share this with a friend or family member you think it can help because selfishly it helps us move up the rankings, but it has a much bigger impact than I think you even realize. Same goes for if you're on your MacBook or your iPad. Open up the iTunes icon, click ratings and reviews, five-star me, and drop me a note, you guys. I truly do appreciate it. It is my oxygen to keep breathing and keeping this thing going because you guys do love it so much, and I thank you uh, for listening. Uh, This week, like I said, we have uh, Trish Stinson coming on the podcast on Friday. Breast cancer survivor, Jeremy Scott Fitness athlete here. She is a rock star. I think you guys will get a lot from her story. Excuse me. And next week... I believe on the 20th, I'm going to have Alexia Clark back on the podcast. If you guys got questions for her, what she's up to, what she's doing, we'll get her on there, film a bunch of video content as well. You guys catch it on YouTube, but we'll bring her back on, the queen of workouts, because her and I are good friends, and she is always a fun time to have on here. We'll dig into some fun stuff and uh, hopefully drop a lot of value on everyone. So have a great Sunday, you guys. Until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people, and please just keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace.